Hello, hello. It is Monday. It is miscellaneous Monday to be exact. I will have movies from faith and spirituality to documentaries. Today I have a social and cultural science and nature documentary for you. Um, Blackfish, and it's it's a movie about a killer whale named Tillicum who is being overworked at SeaWorld. It talks about his life and the frustration that a 12,000 pound orca whale has when it's held captive in a tiny pool. It came out in 2013 and today helping me review this movie is our guest Frankie Murdoch. Hello. Um, we will be discussing Blackfish and the semi-controversial topics that it brings up and how we feel about it. So, um, I would like to start off by saying I did not care for seeing this movie before. Um, I had no interest in it. I did know that Frankie had interest in seeing this movie, am I right? Yes, I, I love scientific documentaries. Um, well, see, this is where we differ, and that's why he's on today, because it helps to see somebody who was not eager about seeing this movie and someone who was eager about seeing this movie and how we both can relate to the movie. At the end, like, when it was all done and finished, how did you feel overall with the movie? Like, what was your initial reaction afterwards? It, it was sad to see how the, um, how Telecom and the other orcas were treated, but it's one of those things that it leaves you feeling like there's not a lot that can change because without the shows that SeaWorld put on, most people would not care that whales exist. It's just, um... It's like that's the the dirty little secret of science and the preservation of animals that so many animals have to be harmed and endangered to get awareness to people that these animals exist and need care. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Let me give you some background. Um, SeaWorld had been kidnapping whales in the Washington area. And then they got banned from doing so and they moved to kidnap whales from um, Iceland, if I'm correct. And they keep the they keep the orca whales in the dark places and they hold them hold them in an even smaller area when it's nighttime, when it's time for us to all go to bed, not necessarily when the whales are ready to not interact with other people anymore. And they punish them when they don't um, when they don't do tricks and stuff the way that they're taught and they deprive them of food sometimes as a punishment. And so these orca whales are being treated like kids and opposed to the animals who live in the ocean and things like that. And so, Frankie, what do you think? Do you think that there is a way that this can be done safer? Like a way that people can interact with wildlife in the ocean without being in the ocean and also without um, them being harmed? It's hard to say because SeaWorld, you know, they have orcas, but they're not a zoo. They're not a institution for their preservation of orca. They are a amusement park. It's, it's an amusement park, and this is where people pay big money to see these animals put on show, put on shows. Whereas a zoo, you want to go to see the animal in as close as a natural habitat to what they have in in, the, in nature. So, 
for SeaWorld to say we're going to do this in a more humane way, I don't believe they will because ticket sales will drop and ultimately SeaWorld's driven by money. If a zoo was to step in and say, hey, let us take these animals, let us come up with a better habitat for these animals, maybe. But it's so hard to say there's a humane way of keeping an 8 to 12,000 pound animal when you don't have a lake as big as an ocean. These animals travel hundreds of miles in a day or a few hundred miles a week, but now we've reduced them to traveling in a 40 feet circle. So it's hard to say it can be done humanely. But what we have to remember is um, we had no, in this documentary, there was no rebuttal or anything from SeaWorld. So before somebody say, oh, you're slandering SeaWorld, just remember, this is just a review of a documentary that SeaWorld would not come in on for the documentary. That's right. Only the former trainers of SeaWorld were the people who spoke. Former trainers and people who have experience in like neuroscience and marine biology. Those are the people who took time to talk about what was going on at SeaWorld. SeaWorld refused to. They were asked many times to um, be interviewed for this documentary and they said no. And that brings up like a disturbing background to this documentary the fact that all these things can happen and the people who are in charge can just say no we won't do anything about it um now the most important part about these documentaries is to remember that the the people who make the decisions about the living um, spaces for the animals and things like that are the people who are higher up who don't see the animals every day. Do you have something you want to say about that? Yeah, those those are choices made by money and not the welfare of the animal. I mean, you say, well, let's have a 100,000-gallon tank. And someone's going to say, uh, for the animals, we should have a 500,000-gallon tank. And then somebody's going to say, well, a 500,000-gallon tank is probably going to cost 10 times more than a 100,000-gallon tank. So let's go with the 100,000-gallon tank, which is not what the animal needs. So it's hard to give these animals the care that they need when ultimately the people that actually love the animal and care for the animal are not the owners of the animal, and they don't make the financial decisions for the animal. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there could be um, an amusement park, not an amusement park, but a park like SeaWorld that's built off of the ocean and so like the animals can come and interact with humans and then they can also continue to be out in the in the ocean and still like stay in their habitat but they can come you know what I mean like um, it's like a center where they can come yeah. in and then they can swim back under to go back where they belong. I understand what you're saying, but if you know anything about humans, it, whenever we try to adapt something where humans and animals can coexist in the animal's natural habitat, it <laughs> never works out for the animal. Yeah. Because what what's going to happen is you're going to have a spot where whales normally come, people are going to flock to it, and then you're going to have people with kids throwing stuff in the water. You're going to have people with loud noises, you know, things that naturally disturbs the animal, and the animal's going to say, you know what, it's not comfortable here anymore, I'm going to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. and so what's going to happen is people are going to say, hey, in order to keep these people coming here, we need a way to trap these animals here. And what you're going to end up happening is you're going to have a pool that's made off of the ocean on the side of the ocean. So now you got SeaWorld using ocean water 
to capture an animal and you're back to SeaWorld. And then eventually <laughs> it's going to rain and somebody's going to say, let's put a cover over this so the tourists can still come in. And then now you're back in the building. That, you do make a very good um, point about that. I didn't think about the whole, the covering for the <laughs> for the rain. Because everything is about the tourists and the money. This is true. Everything is done with greed. And the fish, the orca whale that is centered on, you know something that disturbs me about this movie is the fact that it's called blackfish, but orca whales are not considered fish, they're considered mammals. Uh, remember, blackfish was the name given to them by um, a historical group of people. Okay. So it's, it's not, the the documentary was the name of the blackfish, that was the nickname for the fish by someone else. Okay. Um, it's centered around Tilikum, and Tilikum is a... May, um, a whale that they had kidnapped and held, and Tilikum has been there for at least 30 years, and he's still there. Like, I just recently looked it up, and Tilikum is still working at SeaWorld, and the reason this documentary is centered around him is because of the killings that has happened in SeaWorld, and they don't explain before, like in the in Netflix's synopsis or the synopsis that they put on IMDb, it's not explained that Tilikum is being put under harsh conditions or the fact that, you know, this is not something that he chose or that the fact that the, the pool or tank that he's being held in is way too small for him. And so they just tell you that he's a killer whale and he's doing what the name says. And what, what do you think about Tilikum after watching the movie? Well, it's just like they said in the movie that Tilo, uh, um Killer whales generally don't kill people in the wild. And you imagine Tilikum, you know, being ripped away from his family the way they ripped him away. I mean, he was he was young when they took him, but you can imagine he'll it, it, if the if the animal has any memory of the event, he can imagine it wasn't a a wonderful event. But now you imagine being taken out of your let's say out of your neighborhood and then you're put in a room for the rest of your life one room the rest of your life someone feeding you one animal one fish that they think they think you like this when in the wild you you have variety you have choice and then they teach you how to do tricks to get food and then they say Oh, this animal loves me. I can feel the connection between the animal. You know, the animal want to participate. And it's hard to imagine that this animal is not just participating for food. I mean, if, if the only way I could get fed is if I did a trick, I think I'd do the trick. Mm -hmm. And after 30 years of doing the trick, the animal doesn't know anything but doing the trick. But as, a, as you can imagine, every once in a while, you, he might get the feeling like, I hate being here. This yeah. is not where I should be. And, you know, you bring up the tricks for meals and when they're punished, they don't get to eat like they they do a trick. And if they do it wrong, they won't give them the fish that, you know, they rightly deserve, so to speak, for that um, for that trick that they did or did not do. And it's one of those things where if you don't get fed, you're going to be aggravated. Yes. And they try and they say that you know, animals are taken care of in, you know, these places, and then they do things like um, starve them, which is not good. Like, if people can starve, then so can animals, because um, 
people go under the animal category. Yeah. And I think people forget that sometimes. And you imagine how much food is required for a eight to eight to twelve thousand pound animal, and in the course of a show, I mean, you see them throwing them hand handfuls of fish and single fishes, and you can just imagine that if this animal was in the wild, it could eat as much as it wanted when it wanted, not on a schedule. Animals don't mm-hmm. understand schedules. I mean, the orca whale is not a house cat. Mm-hmm. It's not something that when it sees you pull out, when it see you pull out the bag or the bowl, it knows it's time to eat, and it's fine with that. Orca whales are wild animals, and they right. want to eat and live like wild animals. And I'm not sure about you, but I don't think I've read an article that has said that orca whales can't find food and that they're starving in the wild. And so, it's not like them being held captive in Sea World is helping them at all. It's not like them giving them food when they do give them food is more so than they would get on a regular basis you know what i mean correct orca whales are very experienced hunters they are really good at what they do that's how they got the name killer whale they are really Mm -hmm. good at finding food but they're also really good at not depleting the resources required for them they will not Mm -hmm. wipe out one population of fish so that they understand living in the wild Mm -hmm. and then Another part of being held captive in SeaWorld, or being held captive at all, is the fact that now, because they're in these enclosed spaces, they attack each other. And even during their shows, like, you can see them bleeding, and you can see, um, the rakes, and that's when they, like, um, sort of, like, scrape their teeth against one another, and... They have killed each other, and it's not something that usually happens. Like, orca whales don't just kill each other because they have all this space in the ocean, and if they're tired of one orca whale, they can go to a different part of the ocean. And um, it's it's sad that SeaWorld and these types of places allow them to get so fed up that they harm each other and then harm staff members and then you know that in turn it punishes them yet again because they take their anger out back on the orca whales Mm -hmm. and so um i have to ask this because i'm going into the pr field but as you notice the most of the cover-up in this movie has been done by the prs and so what how do you feel about knowing that most of the things that you read or that you have read about the the deaths in um, water parks like this are covered up by people who do PR and things like that. You know, it's one of those things where it's crazy because you can imagine it happens because if they said this animal aggressively attacked someone and killed them, that would almost shut the park down instantly. No, Nobody wants to take their kids to see... An animal that aggressively kills someone. But if the animal accidentally kills someone, then some people can tell their kids, oh, accidents happen. It's okay. Mm-hmm. The animal was just playing when in reality, it's 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 not. Sometimes it's it's not play. Sometimes this animal, hey, he's, he's an animal. And animals don't have, um, they're not governed by the laws of murder like we are. Mm-hmm. Tilikum had no fear of going to jail for anything that he did. <laughs> so it's not murder. And that makes me think of how um, they were saying that the the whales don't have a language. But 
they don't have a language in the sense that they don't speak English or Spanish or German. <laughs> Just because we don't understand them doesn't mean they don't understand each other. Like when, right. the, when the young were ripped away from the parents and the mother would make that loud screeching sound. And what they found out was that's a long range sound. Now, they didn't. They don't know if that's the mother calling for help or calling out to get her baby's attention so her baby mm -hmm. can come back. But either way, imagine a mother, uh, a human mother, losing her child. What is she going to do? She's going to stand in the middle of the park and scream as loud as she can mm -hmm. for her child. So you you got to know that that's probably not the way. Yeah, and... You know, some people will argue that they're, they don't want, you know, us humans to be in shock. Like, we're not ready to know, like, what really goes on. And the sad part about, you know, living in this world is that there are always going to be people who say that you aren't prepared for what you're about to hear. And, you know, not telling us what we need to hear is going to make it so that we're never prepared for what happens. Like, I'm watching this movie... And I am taken aback by everything that's going on. Like, I've never heard anything going on with SeaWorld, anything going on with the orca whales. Like, I didn't hear about the trainer's deaths and how they happened or didn't happen. And even the trainers who were working at SeaWorld at the time didn't even know that at a different SeaWorld that there were trainers dying and things like that. And so we're never properly prepared for these things. And in turn, more people die because they're not aware of what's going on they don't know like like it's like everyone knows the risk but they're never prepared for it because they didn't know that someone else died from it you know the sad reality is there's so many more people that know the risk and they they know what happens they know what goes on but the show must go on in their opinion or it's still entertainment me mm -hmm. i've i've never been to sea world i um it's one of those things where I, I don't like animal shows because if you look at a if you look at animals in captivity, their shows, their play is totally different from what humans have them do. So you have to wonder, is this animal a participant in the show or is this animal a slave to the show? Mm -hmm. Either way. I don't, I, it's not something I want a part of. Like you go to the circus and you see the the bear on the bicycle or the mon a monkey on the ball or the elephant on the ball. And it, it looks it looks great. It looks fun. It looks like the animal is having a, a, a blast doing it. But I don't think this animal, when they were in their national habitat, was thinking, hey, you know what? I love to ride around on a bicycle mm -hmm. or a ball. I think this animal is doing this for, you know, for uh, food to not be beat to not be mistreated and because it has no choice it's not like this animal can say you know what i'm done with this i want to go back and swat fish out of the lake right i personally think that places like um zoos and aquariums and things like that are good for you know informing the public on what's out there what you can see but i think that they only do the animal any good if the animal is in serious danger and there are like um at zoos they have endangered species and things like that and i feel like they shouldn't just take them from their habitat and put them in a better place so to speak they should you know 
remove them from the terrible place that they're in and fix it up and allow them to go back and not just take them and say, hey, you're going to stay with us forever and, you know, get used to the, you know, the artificial lighting and the food that we give you when we decide to feed you and things like that. And I think that it can be really rough on animals and we forget because they don't understand us or we don't understand them that they do have feelings and that what we're doing may not be in their best interest. And so before we close out for the night, is there anything else that you want to add? Um, the problem is humans, we operate like the world revolves around us. And that we are the protectors of everything. And sometimes we're not the protectors of everything. Sometimes some animals are going to go extinct because the world is changing. We live on an ever-changing planet. But some animals are in danger because of humans. And, you know, we, we have to put some animals in zoos. Because if we didn't put animals in zoos and kids didn't go to the zoo and see the elephants and see the snakes and see the monkey... They wouldn't care anything about the rainforest or the environment. Mm -hmm. We can't save the environment. We can't go to space. We can't explore the ocean without the interests of people. And there's no way to get people concerned about something unless they could touch it. The minute somebody comes back with a piece of Mars or a piece of the moon and let people look at it, we'll be back in space, full force exploring space the minute somebody comes back with something exciting from the bottom of the ocean we'll be back there studying it. but there's no way they're going to get funding without the cruelties and the harshness of the world mm -hmm. that's, just a, that's just a sad fact well this movie has I know taught me a lot and it informs you of a lot of different things that go on a lot of things that you may not see because you have a corporate job or because you don't go to um, these types of parks or zoos and things like that. But it is a it's a really good movie to watch. It keeps you aware of what's going on. And I personally don't rate documentaries because I feel if I was to give a documentary a bad rating, it would be because I'm not ready to hear the truth because documentaries are there to tell you exactly what's going on. It's told by real people and things like that. So if you have any interest or you don't have any interest, it'll do you some good and you should definitely take some time and watch this documentary. It's 83 minutes and it's going to like open your eyes. Watch it. At least watch 30 minutes of it because in the first 30 minutes of documentaries they generally cover the gist of the documentary and then they give you the supporting details and such. Um, thank you Frankie for guest starring today. Anytime. And if you don't believe us, then watch it. <laughs>